Uh, part of the reason is I'm not really a pastor. Um, I'm called of God to lead, but I'm not the pastoral type, nice and soft and gushy. Not in this hour. I feel where the church is going. We have pastors, and we love pastors, and God's, there's pastors here that need to pastor. But even if I've met you outside, and I'm like, who are you, and I'm not really nice, Sorry, I, in, a, in a way. Um, and, and just to let you know, you know, um, I have no message here prepared this morning per se. We're going to pray together. We're going to, you know, the Holy... We, we have, like, globals outside, castanets outside. I'm just letting you know. We are here not out of rebellion... You can turn this down, please. Yeah, turn that down, thanks. We are here not out of rebellion to the laws of men, but in obedience to God, in need of God. And as leaders here at Harvest Fellowship, there are many, many here that you believe that church is essential. I need God. For the last 32 years since the Lord called me off the streets, I, I need God. I, I need him. I really need him right now. And in this season, we all do. Uh, he, suppresses, uh, he, he suppresses our fear. I was a serious addict. He takes our addictions. If I wasn't with the Lord, I'd just go back to my addictions. Because I need comfort. The Holy Spirit is our comfort. And the Holy Spirit is our courage in this day and hour. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I just invite the Spirit of Je Holy Ghost. I thank you that you're here. I thank you that you are dwelling the praises of your people. And we invite you, Holy Ghost, to give us courage and comfort even now. Even as Heather has to deal with authorities. Uh, Heather is our... Um, Heather is our PR person because she's much better at dealing with uh, than, than, than I am, and she's very diplomatic. And so thank you, God, for even leading. We guide you even, ask you now, what are we supposed to do here today, God? In the midst of fear, in the midst of shutdowns, people losing businesses, people losing of people, you know, um, and in the, uh, people losing finances and businesses and people losing, yeah, homes. And, and, and division, the division is happening. Um, as the Bible says in the end times, Lord, your word says that even parents will turn on kids. And kids are going to turn on parents and we're seeing such division. Well, God, we need you more than ever. Canada needs you. You guys in a lockdown that has claimed three lives in the interior health. Pandemic that has only claimed three lives all of 2020. Um... 
but has destroyed countless families and, and our addictions and people from overdoses, it's multiplied in the province. There's, I do not believe the answer is just to stay holed up and locked up and hide and not care about the vulnerable. As leaders of Harvest Ministries International, clergy, ordained, we have, we have five ordained clergy members. We're not going to get into all that because a lot of you are, hey, I'm new here. Well, you don't, you know, I, I'm not here to orate a great sermon. I'm not here just to necessarily speak the vision. And even if we did, it might change tomorrow. I do know this, and God has given us this cave. We'll use it as long as we have, as we, as God has called us to this as long as we can meet here and worship him. But I'm of the heart and attitude, the only answer is Jesus. And if we can't meet here, we're going to meet somewhere. And I've said that before, I'm just, I, I encourage you, please register and sign up for our emails. Because even social media, we're getting banned off at many social conservative people they're they're just they're 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 you know and what and what's coming what's coming for us but it's time for to let faith arise you guys a lot of people say they had faith until it's tested and again he, he here at our church we've not shut down we're not going to um, by the grace of God, because and we've prayed for that. We've God has given us dreams and words; He's confirmed it. By the way, it would be, it would have been really nice. I'm just going to tell you uh, to uh, to tell people, oh, uh, stay safe, um, be, and just stay home. Uh, I I would love a holiday. No, I really, really would. Uh, me and my wife, you know, we've we've got just a, a wonderful home. We could just stay, hang out with a little dog and TV. We even have a fireplace. It's like, you know, um, it's, 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 it would be nice. And we had an excuse. Oh, uh, 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 just stay home. Um, and the Lord says, no, uh, do not give up the act of meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Amen. Hebrews 10, and I, uh, you know, <clears throat> and, and, and even in this, because it has such an appearance of, of, of rebellion, At some point, the church has to stand up against totalitarian. They have to. And so we are. We, this is not a rally. I'm not opposed to those, you guys. I'm, never, I'm really not. This is, this is not a rally. Um, we need Jesus. This, this, is, this, is, this is us coming together, the ecclesia, the church of, of, of Jesus, inviting God. This, this, is, this is my booth. This is so many people's. This is Bonnie there at the back. You know, she was here last night. By the way, I, you know, there are talk about double dippers. Bonnie here was last night. I'm not going to, you know, say you can't, we're not going to keep you at the door. But if, 
we have an issue, and, and it's room even now. You know, it's, we have room, and we're not even officially opened here. You know, um, so we, you know, I, I'm just not sure what, I, I'm just not sure what to do. I, you know what, can I, I'm going to stop for just one sec. You know, God is here. And, and, and all of you, most of you, and some of you are searching, and if you're just searching for God, we bless that and just like, hang on, because <laughs> he wants to show himself to you. He's not hiding from you, he's hiding for you. Like he's, he's not, he's not, he's hidden stuff for you. If you would seek him, oh, you'll find him. And it'll shift everything, everything about you. He's not boring. Churchianity is boring. What we've reduced it to is boring. And by the way, I, I, this is a little bit of a brazen thing to say, but the church age, it's, it's done. It's not speaking against his church. That churchianity, what men have reduced it to, scared of, they were scared of the Holy Ghost actually showing up with the very thing they needed, that we needed. So what we did is we reduced it to our flavor. Uh, we like this style of music. We don't like it too loud, too soft. We like this color carpet, as long as the coffee is good. And then, then I might go, and as long as they call me and hug me at the door. And if they don't do that, I'm not coming. That is, that is, that's not, that's not Christianity at all. Uh, on the contrary, you are standing up against the world system and you're getting it hated, but Jesus wants to empower you, speak through you, for you to be, because you actually, every single person here has a destiny, has a call of the Lord upon them. You've got something that God wants to, he wants your voice, your time, your talents. He wants to use you because here's the deal, you, you know, uh, the 60, 70, 80, 40 years, however you live long, it's, it's very short, and it, we're, we, there is an eternity. There is, Jesus actually died for something. He actually, he died to deliver you from eternity without God. He died for something, and if you, you know, there is an afterlife, you have a spirit that will never die. You're in a body, your body's going to die. But you have a spirit. God is spirit. He wants to connect with you because if he can connect with you here, he might not, and it's not about happiness. It's about purpose. So the church, the happiness, church age, it's over. Make me happy. Praise the Lord for good music. Don't get me wrong. Or a cool place to meet. Like, you know what, guys? Like, I'm dumbfounded by 10 or so guys who came together last minute in eight days through New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, renovated this whole place and built all of this. The stage wasn't here like you guys. I, uh, I, I'm and, and Wayne, our bass player, like he did all, he painted all this himself, did all this trim. He made this on the table saw, like a, way beyond what I would have did. And like, let's just get in concrete. Who cares? Let's get in concrete floor. Just let's. But they're like, no, no, no. This is nicer than another place. It's like, I, I uh, don't get me wrong. I, it's not that I'm against nice stuff, but sometimes I'll just. I, and I am. I, I'm very willing. You'll know that our ministry. We're willing to work for 99 hours to have one hour of the presence of God. We're, we're willing. 
And you know what? I'm going to say this. If we worked and spent 30 grand on this place in eight days to be with God once, it's worth it. It's worth it. Because we're standing, we're being obedient. I tried to get out. I wanted a holiday. And God kept bringing the scriptures, uh, you know. And then I went, you know, and Bonnie Henry locked us down the second time in December. And so I'm like, God, well, you need to give me a dream. Because I could get a whole bunch of people in trouble when we're not supposed to. Maybe I'm supposed to actually have a break. It's been, I've been here three years, and it's been like full tilt, full, right, Bill? Well, you came in the same, full tilt. Our lives have never been the same. You know, uh, I, had, I, I, I had a dream home that I had just built up in Kitimat. Uh, my parents still live up on Terrace. I had a, the dream little church. I had our own movie theater that we used for church. My, my Heather's parents, my kids were up there. I just built a dream home in three acres. I had toys. As a pastor, I had a business. And the Lord says, oh, and by the way, now I want you, I am calling you out to my, and, and, and so I had to leave all that, leave my parents, leave all of that, leave everything, had to sell toys to survive. I had quads for me and my wife. That was one thing we liked to do. I had a sled. I had a mud truck. I had all of this stuff. I'm, and that's not wrong. I worked hard. By the way, I, I've always worked. I'm a worker. I've framed houses. You know, I would make a couple grand a month from pastoring. Who but I went to work, and I'd make, I'd make a, a hundred, about 120 grand building houses, and I did well. And I, I, I'm, you know what? I blessed, and I tithed, and I gave, and I sowed. I went to Africa a number of times, and I, I had it made in the shade up in Kitman. And then God called me here. And it's not been comfortable, and I've had to leave everything because God was preparing me and a bunch of other people for this day of darkness where we're going to stand and Jesus is going to prove himself God on behalf of us. And if we did all of this for one time, I, I doubt we did, but if we did it, it's worth it because God sees it. And I believe that he called us. I, when Bonnie Henry locked us down, I prayed because I did want that break. I said, God, give me a dream. And in the dream, I, I had a dream that I stood up at a Massive people. I stood up on this like kind of podium just like this here. Sorry, Wayne, if I wreck your paint here. I just like, pastors of Canada, it's time to open up the churches and stand together in unity over it. I'm letting you know our lawyers, every lawyer I've talked to said art, even though this is not about our rights. By the way, our rights are second. It's about God and about I, we have needs here. There are people, and if I, as a pastor, I have a nice house. If I just lock myself in, there's a whole bunch of people that would not do well and maybe not live anymore. How could I face the Lord and, and, and be comfortable? How could I? And, you know, because and, we, we, yeah, anyway. So I, I, I had that dream. I stood up, and, and, and this is, that, and that was the dream I, I got. And I said, well, Lord, you're going to have to speak to me one more time. You know, now how you doubt? Okay, okay. Well, I'll, I'll do the, okay, God, if it's you. So I, I you know, uh, the second time the body locks us down. Oh, that was the first time. Second time. So I just cracked my word right on Hebrews 10. Do not give up the act. I'm like, oh. Oh, just like, there it is. So I had to, you know, I had four days off at Christmas. I had my 29th anniversary on December 28th with my lovely wife. 29th. On December 28th. We went to work December 9th, 29th, right through New Year's. We did all of this and, and um, to glorify God. And we don't know where it's all going. We don't have a five-year plan, y'all. And if you did, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I 
I seen this meme yesterday. It was like uh, there was this one kind of clown, but you know those clowns that are like happy but evil. And there was a real evil clown with him. And the meme said, uh, "This is 2020 showing 2021 around." <laughs> it's not going. You know, it's there. It's going to get crazy and dark. And what a good time to know Jesus and stick with him. I'm going to tell you something. Jesus did die for not only to take fears, not to give us happiness here per se, but true joy. Happiness depends whether or not you have that money in the bank. Joy is like you belong to God. I got the joy in my heart. I don't care what the government does, what's happening. I don't care who's in the office or who's stealing what election. Well, I do care. But I mean, it doesn't, this, my joy is not dependent on that, y'all. And if I get thrown in jail for standing for God, I've still got joy. I might not be, I might not be happy about it. I probably won't be, you know. My wife might be for a little while. She needs a break from me every now and then. It's just like, I'm not kidding. I'm not even kidding. It's just like, oh, oh yeah, just keep him one more week. It's been hard on her. Some of you guys don't know, but uh, she lost her dad three years ago. Um, we had just built this amazing house, like I said, 5,600 square feet. I didn't, Paul Nesbitt, who knows Paul Nesbitt? Uh, uh, the guy, I, I made a mistake and asked him to draw my house. He designs mansions here in Kelowna. Like, what the heck is this? He goes, oh, I, what? It's just like, you know, it's like there's nothing like this in Kitimat. I said, I can't do that. He goes, yes, you can. Yeah, well, I can, but I don't, couldn't even afford it. God will provide. Oh. I looked at the plans for a month, built it, and we had this extra house for her, Heather's parents. And then God's called, called me out. And I said, I, some, God's calling me out. He asked me to leave the house and everything, you know. So there was a transition. And she goes, well, what about Dad? I said, we can't. He had Parkinson's, 85 years old. But he was doing well. He brought out the car, garbage 10 days before he died. You know, this is the end of October, three years ago. And, and by the way, I'm partly sharing this because who the heck is Art and Heather? So you're getting to know just a little bit of where we came from. And, and Heather said to me, she goes, well, God's calling us out, but we can't bring Dad. No. She goes, well, I, she goes, well then what? She goes, what if he lives for five years? Then we don't go for five years. It's up to the Lord. Ten days later after that conversation, we buried him. He went home to be with the Lord, known the Lord all of his life. And then Heather's like, okay, 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 hold on. Just like, give me some time here. So uh, she goes, give me a year still in Kidmet, but I, I moved here early with my son, and, but everything happened three months later. She ended up coming and helping. And so be nice to Heather, because now she's having to deal with, like, a lawyers, and, and, and she didn't ask for this. She just loves the Lord. She's, uh, she's, one, she's an ordained minister within Harvest Ministries International. She did four years, uh, music degree, pastoral degree. Uh, we've got Pastor Will in the house who was doing announcements. We have Pastor Rick who was here last night. Bill Olson, pastor, he was there when I got saved. He was ministering 32 years ago. And he was there when I got saved. He was there when we planted our first church in 03. And then he was here when we took over here in Kelowna. And he's one of the directors here. He's a lead guitar player. Do you like lead guitar player? Is that, yeah. Anyway. And, and Larcy, uh, Pastor Will's uh, wife, is registered um, 
clinical counselor. I just want to get that right, you know, just like, you know, and, uh, and, and so, you know, if, if people need help, we, you know, we, anyway, so that's a, just a little bit about us. And uh, anyway, so I left that all behind. Me and Heather left this behind to come because the Lord spoke to me about a darkness that was coming in 2020, and we had to prepare. And, um, and all of this talk about what the church is shifting to, and the church was always supposed to be, you guys, was always supposed to be the ecclesia. And everyone's heard that word. Jesus said, no, my, I will build my, my church, which means ecclesia, and the gates of hell will not prevail. Now, the word ecclesia actually was, uh, at the term, uh, time, a Greek term. And the Greeks, Romans, they had um, uh, a ruling aristocracy, like these men who ruled the city. And they'd come together. They were smart. They were business people. And they said, what's coming into the city? What happens in the city? They were the elders. And Jesus said, you see, see, I will build my ecclesia. And the gates of hell won't prevail. So actually, what God is building now, the gone is, I, I, I like coffee, but you're not going to get a cup of coffee from me per se. As leadership here, we see gold in you, and we're looking to dig it out to prepare you guys, to show you a way to embolden you, give you faith, try to equip you. We've got a task because you have destinies, and the leadership of this place, not only do we want to just, we, yes, we need to encourage, and, and there's, by the way, and there's different, when you'll, you'll see there's different preachers here and stuff, and some are encouragement. So my wife, though, when she preaches, ooh, Better wear some padding on your butt because it's going to set some of you straight. But God wants to raise up out of Kelowna a ruling people who go to the gates of hell where, where there's, there's broken people behind them. There's, there's people who need Jesus. There's addicts. There's, there's, and, and the ecclesia, we're going to walk up. It's because Jesus said, my, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. You know, you might have heard that joke, or you might have heard it explained. The gates of hell, they don't chase the church, the gates. Uh, they're fixed. And we're supposed to go there and boot them down. So we are in a cave for a while, as long as we're supposed to be. But we're going to come out. And we're supposed to take it to the streets, and to the businesses, and to homes. And we do believe in the sovereign move of God because we are praying. We've been on the firewall for six months. In case some of you do not know what that is, simply check out www.canadianfirewall.ca. 24-hour-a-day prayer. 168 teams go all week, all through the night, praying for the salvation of Canada. Prayer is rising. <clears throat> not everyone is called to that, per se, not everyone's called to be a big mouth. Not everyone's called to be a musician. Not everyone's called to be an administrator. Not everyone's called to be an evangelist. Not everyone's called to be real, a real nice pastor like Rick or different ones, you know. Will's like that. He's very nice. Just like, I love those nice guys. Like, how do you do that? It's just like, uh, you know. <clears throat> um, heaven forbid that John the Baptist arise out of this place. Because they not only came out of the religious system. Remember, John the Baptist's dad was the high priest that year that he was born. The high priest. Like, I mean, not just a pastor. In charge of the whole friggin' denomination. That was John the Baptist. John the Baptist comes, doesn't put on the nice garments, goes and lives in the desert wearing camel clothes, uh, eating locusts. 
uh, and honey, you know, he eats his diet that's unlawful. And then he turns around to his dad's church and goes, you brood of vipers, all the leaders who, you know, and just like heaven forbid that uh, someone would be a John the Baptist here. Maybe there's some here. Sometimes I feel I are one. You're not going to invite John the Baptist to a family camp, just let me tell you, right? So we don't know where we're going. We could say we have an idea. But this is what I want to do here this morning. And, and you know, I could, there's testimonies of all that God's doing. You, some of you might have seen the baptism of Matthew Cloutier on, on, on December 31st. Now, that was a good way to end 2020. And John, absolutely. And then the next day, uh, Samuel baptized his buddy, John. Is it John? No, uh, uh Jamal, Um, yeah, Matthew and John, and I just felt that day is so prophetic. Listen, some of you might have been away from God for a little while. Matthew and John were two key disciples of Jesus. Jesus wants to raise up new disciples to actually stand for God unashamedly. Of course, they both, all 12 disciples did get martyred. In the end, and you know what? Severe persecution might come our way, you guys. But January 1st, there was another baptism. A Muslim man got baptized. Something is just about to be upon us, I just feel. So, you know, uh, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I, we, I want to pray. You know, instead of me doing some sermon. I don't have nothing prepared on it, you know, as as even news teams are outside and so on and so forth. I just felt I want to read a scripture over you and pray for, for all of us. And by the way, for all of those who really are searching, I just pray you give God a chance. He'll never forsake you. He'll never fail. He will change your heart. He'll change your DNA. He'll change the way you think, the way you act. And if that's you and you you need to, at, at the end, if you want to receive Christ, I'm going to make a call for that. If you want to, you know, it's, 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 it's simple. And I just, before this, I just have to say, I, I got rocked by looking at a story this year just about the love of God. And, and, it's, and it's the most simple, almost well-known story, if you, know, if you know the Bible at all. Or if you've heard of stories like, on Good Friday, that one dark day, but it was good because Jesus died for us. That day, where we get the symbol of the cross from, because he died on a cross, that terrible day that there was an earthquake and it went black and they crucified, they murdered a righteous man who was only standing for God. That day, two other men were crucified, one on his left, one on his right. The one on his left said, hey, uh, aren't you Jesus? Aren't you like, like that guy that was doing all those miracles? 
It's like, oh, look where we ended up in the same place, huh? Here you are, we're, we're condemned, you're condemned. Well, how'd that go for you, Jesus? And by, here, here, let me say this, and this, is, this was, it's a bit paraphrased, but the guy actually says, if you're God, why don't you take yourself down? And while you're at it, why don't you take me down? Come on, take us down. And made fun of him. This guy's with his last dying breath. How did that go for you, Jesus? Mocking him. But the guy on the right looks over and goes, hey, man, shut up. We deserve this. How could, you know, I'm paraphrasing. Because you, you, if someone, please don't email me. Hey, I read that. It doesn't say, <laughs> doesn't say shut up. You'll get to know me. He's, I don't know if he said stop talking or just like what. We deserve this, dude. This guy doesn't deserve it. This is, and this is recorded, you know, in, in multiple gospels. The thief, this guy, now he must have been some thief because he's, mur he, he's killed. He's crucified. So what kind of thief is this? He's done some bad stuff. He, they've executed him. And all he does is this. He goes, Jesus, he, Jesus, and he's, he's like on a cross. He goes, today, when you, go, when you, get, when you go to your, to your home, when you go to heaven, when, would you remember me? That's all he did. This is, this is it. This is the ridiculous love of God. This thief who's done probably not a lot of good in his life and he's condemned to die, all he says, would you remember me, Jesus? And Jesus looks at him and says, now this guy on the cross, never said the sinner's prayer, never been to church, I, I, bad guy all his life, and Jesus says, today, you're with me in paradise. All you got to do is acknowledge, this guy says, we deserve, you got to acknowledge your sin and just say, would you remember me? And then allow God to turn. If that guy would have came off the cross and, and Jesus would have said, okay, I love you as you are, but I'm not going to let you stay that way. You can't remain a thief anymore. I've actually got a plan for you. That thief didn't have a chance. He was dead, but he was saved only because he acknowledged Jesus. That is the ridiculous love of God. You can talk to me after about that. I'm going to read together, and we're going to, we're going to say a, a, a prayer together, a few prayers. <clears throat> 911. Psalm 91.1. We're going to go there. This is for us. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler snare, from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness, his. He is faithful, by the way. He'll never forsake you or leave you. You might be a bonehead and make the odd mistake. You might even pay for it. You might do something dumb and like, I love you, son, but now there's consequences or my daughter. But he's still faithful, and, and he'll just take you right back, and then we'll just say, okay, where did we leave off, son? Let's go. That's the goodness of God. He is so faithful. 
His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. You will not fear. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Listen, for those who love the Lord, for those who, you're, you're seeking the Lord. You're not perfect, but you're seeking God. God wants to cover you, protect you. He wants to, he, he says, don't fear. Shake off the fear. I love our, I love the authorities. I love RCMP, that we need them. I even, even our medical officers, God bless them. God bless you, Bonnie Henry. God bless you, all these different officers. Even if you don't understand that church is essential, I feel that you've sold us out. Not only sold us out, we're allowed to go to a restaurant and six with six people, strangers, eat food without a mask, and you're, not, you're telling us we can't even be in church with a mask. You have deemed, you have come again, you've, you've, you've made a mistake. Because there's a whole lot of people here who need God and need the fellowship and need to be under the shelter of, of God. By the way, congregation, there is, I'm going to give you a little tip. You and Jesus, just you and God. There is, you need a personal relationship with Jesus. There is a certain aspect, you and God, you and this, get into this, and, have, and be honest, and just, you don't know what to pray, just say, uh, uh, God, I need you. That's a good prayer. Right there. He likes that. And because he looks down, he goes, yes, you do. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, you do. Be honest with him. There is a certain aspect of God you can only get alone. But there's a certain aspect of God you can only get corporately. <clears throat> it's not one or the other. It's both and. And by the way, I know it appears, again, I'm going to say it, that we're being rebellious but we're in obedience to God. And the very first line of the Canadian Charter of Rights says that we are under the supremacy of God. And the next four lines are saying, we have the right to gather. We have the right for religious freedom. We have the right to, for assembly. We are exercising our rights, even though it's not all about our rights, people. We're not, this is not just about our rights. But we do. And that's why we have lawyers. And that's why we're fighting for our rights. Because somebody has to, you can't just lay down just because, well, let's turn the other cheek. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Absolutely. So they slap us. They say, we, we don't uh, deem you as essential. We don't want you gathered. Okay, we love you anyway. That's me turning the cheek. Just because a bully wants my lunch money. I'm not giving it to them. Whew. Come on. Now listen, a thousand may fall at your side. You will observe it with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. We actually, I actually believe, as your leader here, and as someone who kind of knows more times and seasons, not going to get into that, I just believe that God is starting to... Uh, 
judge certain systems in the world, and the enemy is freaking out. He knows his time is short. I'm not going to get into it. We just had Passover last spring. Another one comes every year. This was last Passover was the largest, most celebrated Passover in 3,500 years. Everyone was locked down, just like the original Passover. In the Passover, when God was judging Egypt to deliver his church out of the hands of the enemy, God says, here's the last plague. Stay in your house and put the blood of the lamb on your doorpost, and then the death angel will pass you over. Your heart is the door. You let Jesus in, his blood is on your door, and the death angel is going to pass over. What, what God did 10 times was he tried to awaken the Egyptians to let God's people go. And, and so we, Passover, we've entered the, de the decade of pay, 5780. I'm not going to get into that too much more either, but that root word is Pesach, which means Passover. I believe this decade is going to be, whoo, pretty dang crazy. And as God starts to judge and, and call people on the carpet and expose darkness, and people, there's going to be people, they, like when, when, like, and this is not, Trump is not Jesus. But when Trump got elected, demonic people were like out in the streets, like screaming, like, <laughs> I'm like, what the heck is going on? And the demons and the people especially who, who, who do not believe in that, that, that God made us and that God's a creator and, and male and female, he created them. Uh, and people who don't believe that, like Jeremiah 1.5 where it says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. That's what God said. Before I formed you, God says, in your mother's womb, I knew you. God knew you. So God knew you. And he's, I, I, I believe, according to his word, According to the, that when, 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 when a doctor and, and people who are, you know, uh, pro-death, pro pro-choice, when they kill a baby in the womb, God's like, uh, I had a plan. I had a plan for that baby. This is what the Lord spoke to me. For those who stand for life, he spoke a year and a half ago, and I didn't even know about the Passover season. I didn't know. This is 2019. God says, those who stand for life, basically for his word and for life and for what's white, they will be like in the land of Goshen when the darkness comes. I'm like, I just heard this. And I started saying, I'm like, you know, so, so I spoke that to Laverne even in Edmonton. And it's like, what does that mean? So we have the, she has a life wall. It's, it's, it's a 90 hours a week of full-time prayer just against abortion. We're standing for life. We're standing for for the word of God, we're standing. It's not about our rights, but we're standing for what we know is right. We're standing for righteousness. We're stand, we are, we are pro-life. We stand for life in the womb. And God says, those who stand for life will be like in the land of Goshen. When God judged Egypt 10 times, when it was pitch black in Egypt, it was light in Goshen. And I'm just telling you, you can take this to the bank, because I and you you will be protected. Now it's also the time of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego standing up. There was only three young men when in in all of Israel when they got taken for seven years into Babylon. There was an evil king who stood up and made a ninety foot statue of gold in the desert, and he told everyone, and they all had different faiths. He goes, by the way, you're going to renounce your faith. And you're going to bow. When you hear my music, this, 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 and this, you're going to bow. <clears throat> They're going to, you're going to bow. 
You're going to renounce your God. Everyone bowed at the sound of the music, you know, uh, stay home, mask up, pro-choice, gender, da, da, da. I, when you hear this, I want you to bow. You're going to bow. And three young men, it's like, mm, everyone bowed, and, 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 and everyone complained, like, hey, those three Jews, those three Hebrews, and so the king, he's like, what's going on? Like, well, king, uh, God bless you. Oh, holy, you know, uh, oh, emperor, whoever you are, Nebuchadnezzar, um, we're not bowing. He goes, really? Yeah, we're not bowing. We're not giving into that. You know, we're going to stand for God. He goes, really? We're going to give you a chance again. He goes, well, you know what? You can he goes, if not, I'm throwing you into the fire. You're, you're, you're going to get killed. They said, then kill us. God will save us. And even if he doesn't, we're not bowing. And that's what's needed today. They said, even if God doesn't save us, we're not bowing. They got thrown into the fire. They got bound up, tied with ropes, and they got thrown in, and the only thing they lost in the fire was their ropes, and they just walked around free men. And there was a fourth man in there, and it was Jesus. Before Jesus ever came as a baby, he showed up to them in the Old Testament. And he walked around, and, and, and the, the emperor called him out. He goes, because the fire was seven, really hot and was killing the guards, called them out, come out here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. National revival hit. And, and, and Nebuchadnezzar said, anyone who speaks against God, their God, their houses will be turned to rubble. I'm not saying that if, for all who stand aren't going to go through fire and aren't even going to, uh, you know, I don't know. I, don't, I think we just have to have that attitude, even if he doesn't save us. I'm not bowing. Let me wrap up. Even if, I'm going to go to verse 9. Even if, if you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Lord, who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you, no disaster will come near your tent. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all his ways. And yes, angels are real, and they encamp around the believer. That's what it says. And he actually sends angels to minister to those who shall inherit salvation. The, the, the Bible's not boring. There's no contradictions. And if you got told the Bible is boring, has contradictions, that, those people never read it. <clears throat> He'll command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. By the way, the lion's not always bad, but the, the Bible says also that the enemy, Satan, is like a roaring lion. It also says to resist him. He will flee. It's time to stop running from the devil, you guys. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. People, they run from the devil. It doesn't say to run from the devil. It says to run from sin. It says resist the devil. He will flee from you. Stand your ground. Say, God, forgive me because I know I'm not perfect. And, and, and it's like you stand in, in the righteousness of Christ. And then you resist and oppose the darkness. And you have to learn how to fight. You all have to learn to stand in your authority. Because at some point, your mom, your dad, your pastor's not there. And what are you going to do? <clears throat> you will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me, 
and you've got to learn how to call upon him. You have to. I'm telling you, the churchianity age, I hope the coffee's not good, hot, and the music's good. You could just go to work and be a good person and, and, and expect the government, you know, to, to fight for you. Those days are gone. You have to learn to call upon God yourself. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Jesus wants to talk to you. Yeah. He wants to talk to you. And I mean, and, and you need, and so you need, the, you need others because in the council of many there is wisdom. So you need just Jesus, but you can't do it just you and Jesus. You can't. You need accountability. You need uh, uh, men's groups, women's groups. You need Bible studies. You need fellowship. And you need purpose. And you need purpose. By the way, um, we have a homeless dinner on Friday night. Um, if you want to help be a part of that, email info at theharvest.ca, homeless dinner, and we're doing it socially distanced. You're allowed to go to a restaurant, sit six at a table. Well, we're going to put six at a table, and we're going to have serve them and stuff, and we're going to look in it when we got some gifts for them. We were going to do it at Christmas time, but they get just inundated at Christmas and get lots of blessings. So we're going to bless, you can just, you know, uh, just a little um, plug there just for those who are organizing that and stuff, Heather and different ones. We need to reach out to our most vulnerable. We really, really do. In fact, this leadership has a dream. I'm going to let you know. We would, I believe that God could give us the answer. Now, this is not cocky, per se. No, no, no. This is, for, see, because the Bible says, the eyes of God, he's searching throughout the earth, looking for those hearts whose hearts are right. If your heart's right, God himself wants to show himself strong on your behalf. Second Chronicles 16, 9. And, and, and part of, I believe, the God-given dream is, is it possible that God could use a people to um, not just help, but like answer and I, I'm going to say it, you know, I, I don't want to say copy it, answer the, the homeless issue. God could do that. Widows, orphans, the homeless, all of that. Food bank. Can you imagine showers in a homeless camp? And, uh, you know, a lot of them, they, they can't live inside homes and just like they, but to love on them, to counsel them, and to, to, to pull them out of that darkness and give them, maybe, 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 maybe some of these people are, you, maybe you're called to just love. But, you know, so we have a dream. It's just like, where is this all going? We, we don't know. It's like you can't, you got, by the way, and the different churches have different focuses. So we, we're looking for ours. And so come along on a journey with us. You know, come along on a journey. He will call upon me, I'll answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. I will honor him. This is for those who find, look for the shadow of God's wing. With long life, I will satisfy him. I will show him my salvation. Psalm 91, 911. If you're ever feeling a little bit fearful down and out, go to 911. Call 911. Psalm 911. He who dwells under the shelter of the Most High, under his wing. <clears throat> so this morning, you know, I, 
I could work with doctors and for our whole church, I could be allowed to work with doctors and get prescriptions for all of you just to medicate with, with marijuana. I'd be, that, that'd be legal for me to do now as a pastor. I, I seen this meme. Uh, yeah, we're, we're gathering with family at Christmas and we're all gonna smoke pot together. The only thing that's illegal is the gathering of the family. Where have we, what, 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 what happened? How, what? And I don't know what's waiting for us when we walk outside the door. I don't know what's waiting for you tomorrow. I don't know. You know, we could do all that. We could just turn everyone to pot or say, well, you're struggling. Um, Go medicate at the bar. You can go see a stripper. Um, I'm not saying that, guys. I'm not. And I don't. I'm just saying it would be actually, I would be loved by the community more for doing that. I, I, would, I would be, whoa, that's, that's safe alternative art. Or there, you know, or the chief medical officer of Canada, it's like, oh, you know, and, and you're strange. Just have sex with them, but with a mask on, please. Just do that, you know. Rather than, you know, what, how about, how about exercise or vitamin D? I, I'm waiting for a chief medical officer says, here's how to be healthy and happy. Then it just hasn't come yet. It's not going to. So, uh, <clears throat> I, uh, we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to, um, the word of God's clear. If my people, if my people, if who are called by my name would humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, uh, I would hear from heaven, God says, I would heal their land. Um, I, I, I wonder if we can take a moment. Why don't we all together, rather than the man of God or, or whoever or whoever, just like, um, not that we can all do this, but why don't we, what if we did this? Because we don't know what tomorrow brings for this ministry, for Kelowna, government, um, uh, blackouts on media, censorship. All, like there's, there's, there's so, much, so much talk about what's coming. You don't know what to believe. Uh, conspiracies means that there's some truth out there and that something's a lie. So, but we still don't know. And like, this is not a conspiracy theory uh, hour. We're, we're meeting with God. This is not a rally. We're meeting with God. But, you know, uh, we got we to gotta look around. But because of all that stuff, I just say this. When the arrow flies by day, maybe we just need to ask God for direction. And as a leader of this ministry, who's taking a stand in Canada, and I ask you guys to take a stand, because of all the lawyers have said, you're in your right. You're actually in the Canadian Charter of Rights, to, and, and, and they cannot interrupt you. you. You have to still gather, and it's, you can shut down if you want, and we're not making anyone come here. 
at all. And we tell people, if you're not feeling well, please, you know, just stay at home. But it's interesting. Uh, I, I just, you know, I don't want to just knock on wood because I give glory to God. And, you know, but we've not had, there's not been any sickness all year here. And no, you know, and people say, oh, well, maybe we'll just pray for sickness. No, you know, I'm just saying that God has looked after us and he's, if he continues to do it, you know, um, uh, but we're, the, the lawyer said, stand up because it's in your right and the, they can't do anything to you. They can huff and puff and they can give you a fine or a ticket. And yeah, so we're going to court. It was, it was filed and we might get another one, but you know what? And the lawyers who are Christian lawyers have said, no, we, we, we stand for you. Um, and we're going to fight for you. So we filed. We don't want to fight, but sometimes you have to. And we are. So with that, God is here. He's here. And he's speaking to some of you. And he wants to lead us and guide us. This is not the art show, Bill show, Heather show. This is Kelowna Harvest. This is a fellowship. And we're just believers. And so what I want to do is maybe we could not yet stand in unity before God. We're just going to, because the Bible says that we're seated Where? Heavenly places with Christ himself. Our spirits. And and we're allowed to come before the throne. Jesus said, be like the woman who goes day and night before the the king. Give me justice. Well, you know, where's he's actually here, but we're actually there. I don't want to get into that. It's just like, but he's there. So what we're going to do, we're going to stand. We're going to close our eyes. What I'm going to get you to do is we're all going to take one step together forward into God's throne room. He's on the throne, and he wants to hear your heart and us. And we're going to pray for Canada, for us, for for strategy, and for those who are hurting. Everyone's got a different story here. Some people are like, uh, I'm not at a place to pray for Kelowna. I'm lost myself. Well, God, well, then bring yourself. Bring yourself right before the throne. Give God a chance. So let's stand together. Come on, let's stand together. And just close your eyes. I know for some of you, you've you've never even been to church before. You're like, holy moly, what am I doing? Well, it was just like, I feel this feels good, but it's weird. Oh, yeah, you, you bet, bro. I, I've, been, I've been there with you. I, uh, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. So what we're going to do, big doors are opening in front of us. Just envision this. And we're going to all, the doors are open and together, let's all take a step forward. Just one step right now. Come, just one step towards God. Towards God. Father, God, you're on the throne. You're large. You're in charge. You spoke about this day coming. You know what we need. You are the answer for all things. Forgive us as a ministry or as a church trying to do it on our own if that's what we did. 
Forgive the Church of Canada. Forgive myself if, if this is you. Forgive me for trying to live life on my own. But now we say we need you. I need you. And I submit my life. I submit this ministry. We submit to you, O oh God. You know what we need. You will protect us from the arrow, from the pestilence, when 10,000 fall at our side. You'll protect us from the serpent, from the roaring lion. You'll protect us from fear. You'll protect us every step of the way. And we don't know what to do as a ministry, as a church tomorrow, where this is all going. But we say, God, would you lead the way? God, would you lead the way of my life, this church, this city, Canada? We need you. As different Canadians are praying right now, lead you lead the way. God, in this time of darkness, is in this time of, of war, war against your word, war against our children, war against um, the foundation of this nation, war against the word of God, war against male and female, war against uh, the word of God, word against, uh, war against truth. Oh God, we need you. And we, we just say, God, we don't know what to do, but you do. And as you lead and as you show us what to do, we will do it. For those who are praying for themselves, Lord, give them dreams. Show them what to do. As your word says in Job 33, 14, for God does speak now one way, now another. When men sleep on their beds, will God give them dreams? Well, God, I ask for dreams for your people here. I ask for dreams for this ministry. I ask for dreams for the Church of Canada, for the pastors who are standing up today. There are many pastors, many churches who are opening up today. We bless them. Yeah, we bless them. God, I just pray for wisdom for the lawyers. Wisdom for the leadership of your church. Deliver us from the attacks of the enemy. The enemies in spiritual heavenly places that are using men. And if we fail, forgive us. When we fall down, when we give in to fear, forgive us, God. You never fail. Would you rend the heavens and come down? Would you speak your name over Canada, over Kelowna? Would you rend the heavens and come down and bring fire, spiritual revival? Would you bring an outpouring of your spirit that would never leave? God, 
If not now, when, God? When will you answer by your spirit and with fire? We thank you that you're here. You're here in part and in measure, but God, we read in the word of God, we read the, 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 the revivals of old. When you came down and saved America in 1857, you saved America. They shut down businesses, you know, at noon ta- noonday for months. And thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions got saved. Would you do it in Canada? Would you do it in America again? Would you rend the heavens and come down? And would you deliver us when we get thrown into the fire? Would you give us strength to stand and not bow? Hey, Bill, could you, would you want to pray for us? Is that a, just, uh, God, you're so good. We're, we're amazed by you, God. You are so amazing. And Lord, it's, it's your goodness that causes men to repent. In your goodness, Lord, you've come to bring judgment even in the, into the house of God so that you can expose the heart so that we can make things right. We love you for that, Lord. We love you for that, God. You're so good. Our hearts are full, and it's hard to express what, what is going on inside, Lord, but our eyes are upon you. Our eyes are upon you, Lord. Our help doesn't, God, forgive us for for making government God in our nation. Lord, when anything goes wrong, what's the government going to do about it? God, our, our eyes are lifted up above the mountains because our help comes from the Lord. And your word says, Lord, that the the scepter of the wicked shall not remain over the land. In Psalm 125, God, you you declare that. And we declare that you have dominion over Canada from sea to sea. So have dominion over our personal lives, God. Have dominion over our thoughts, our attitudes. Have dominion over our work, God, over our homes. Have dominion over our church here, God. You delight to use small things to shame the big, the strong, the foolish, to shame the wise. And your pleasure is to make things so impossible for men that it can only be possible for you. And we think of Gideon and his 300 men going against 130,000. Abraham, with 318 men facing five kings. Jonathan and his armor bearer going against 100,000. 
David going against Goliath, a teenager bringing about about delivery, deliverance for an entire nation. You have never run out of resources. And we love it, God, that where you find faith, you can work. Find faith here, God. Find faith here, Lord. As we surrender ourselves, have dominion over us, oh God. Have dominion over Kelowna. And I pray, Lord, that those who uphold the laws will will have a strong desire to hold up the righteous laws. We pray for conviction to come upon us, conviction to come upon our nation. And we call for the revival that brings forth forth transformation and reformation. Father, don't allow us to mess it up this time. We're absolutely humbled by what's going on. We're humbled that you get to use us in, in some small or big way. Bless us indeed, God. Let us not bring harm to anyone. Expand our borders. Bless us indeed, we pray in Jesus' name.